Hello. Welcome to another episode of I'm a Sophisticate and So Can You. Who are you? I'm one of your hosts, Anthony. Who are you? I'm another host, Sydney. Fantastic. And this week, it's TikTok week. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> it was my birthday. Yes. Um, And Anthony said that I that meant that I could pick the things. And what I picked were two things that TikTok told me that I need and not things from the envelope. Mm-hmm. I've been made aware over the course of several TikToks mm-hmm. that the film Jennifer's Body mm-hmm. is important gay stuff. Yes. And also just like an overlooked piece of camp theatrics. Yeah. That, that I don't know, was maybe like misunderstood? Mismarketed, I have heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And because it would seem to have everything going for it. Yeah. But I, I, I was, I was convinced of that some time ago. And so Jennifer's body has, <laughs> it's been on our other list of movies mm-hmm. <laughs> that is not for this. It's just for things we want to watch. But I was like, I actually think it is for this, though. Yeah, I think so. And then more recently, just a, a single TikTok user convinced me that I should know more about garbage. The band, not the stuff we put in the trash can. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I guess we should get into what we think these... Yeah, should we start with Jennifer's Body? Are? Sure, yeah. Okay. Okay, what do you think Jennifer's Body is? So I think <laughs> Jennifer's Body is a like a horror comedy, like a feminist horror comedy. Yeah. I know that it stars Megan Fox, Amanda Seyfried, yep. and I is Adam Brody in it too? I don't know. I don't okay. I don't know famous men. That's fair. <laughs> uh but I I definitely know Megan Fox, Amanda Seyfried. I've heard that it is quite steamy in parts. Yep. And I have heard that the reason that the film did not do well is because it was a feminist horror comedy that was marketed exclusively to teenage boys. Yes, as a vehicle for like boobs. It was marketed as a boobs vehicle. Right. Okay, yeah. So I believe all the things that you just said, but I just think it's important to note that within horror comedy, there's horror comedy and there's comedy horror. Mm -hmm. And this, I believe, is horror comedy, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I don't know. Also, it's Diablo Cody who, sidebar, I I don't know if I've ever seen an entire Diablo Cody movie. Oh, I did not know that. But that, that, okay, that, yes, that informs what I think it's going to be for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely saw all of Juno. I haven't even seen all of Juno. You haven't seen Juno? That's why we're here. (laughs) (laughs) You've been faking it really well. I Thank you. (laughs) Since Um, 2007. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel like I remember when it came out and the advertising of it and then the reaction to, I think, just the advertising and not even the film itself really convinced me that it was like such trash, like this is what's wrong in Hollywood. It's not just trash. It's like, because I love trash. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is like harmful trash. And I think because it was marketed as like a vehicle for boobs. Like this is, this is exploitative mm-hmm. and no fun. Yeah. Like that was my impression of it at the time. And I have since been informed that those things are not true. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering... I mean, I'm just feeling really, like, dysregulated because I'm like, what mind trick caused me to think that a steamy movie starring Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried wasn't for me? Right. A sapphic horror comedy written by Diablo Cody starring those two people was somehow not your bad. Yes, that that, that was like, like, not only do I not need to see that, like, fuck you for bringing that into the world. Right. I feel like was the vibe. 
I'm cooking a theory that whenever people feel, and I'm including myself in this, when people talk about a piece of culture and there there's like a certain kind of like edge that comes into their voice that is not only like, I don't like that thing or even I have no respect for that thing or no use for that thing and I believe it to be garbage. Like there's a way to be like dispassionate about thinking something is garbage. And whenever that edge creeps into someone's voice of like contempt of like, no, that thing shouldn't be here. Yeah. That edge is always, I don't know, strong theses, often Mm -hmm. (laughs) with great frequency, either misogyny or classism Mm. in particular can be traced back to. If you feel that way about a piece of culture, like just examine that examine that and i think the place that it came into that i had to really chase it down in myself was like country music like i was raised thinking country music was really stupid Mm -hmm. and i believe now and not just like not for me but i believe now that that like oh my god who listened like ugh, like i believe that that was classism in, in, in my heart that I needed to work on. Yeah. I don't know. I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm, I'm cooking it. You guys cook it with me. What I'm saying is that I think it was cultural, misogyny on a cultural level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is a film that centered women with no, well, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. but centered women who, do, who don't care that much about men. Sure. <laughs> and so the, the reaction of like, just like a perfect storm of like people not understanding what it was and then also thinking that it was shitty and then like just adding to that like oh it's shitty and it's female driven like mm-hmm. get that away from me yeah yeah i can see that do you think you're gonna enjoy it i i do yeah i yeah. think it's gonna be really fun I- I think i'm a so little too. nervous about, i don't really like horror i'm a little nervous about some of those aspects but i do like like i like the scream franchise i like horror that knows it's self and I'm, I'm willing to put up with a little bit of like upsetting stabby stabby for the commentary that those kinds of scripts can provide. So I, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I think so too. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really enjoyable and I think it's going to wind up in our collective curriculum. Yeah. Okay. Bold, bold prediction, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think it's probably right. going to wind yeah, up there. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It might be, I might be teaching more than one class in this podcast sure 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 okay should we talk about garbage yes i don't know what to expect like i think i know the song i'm only happy when it rains i think yeah i did a little like bop through there just like looked at their track list to be like wait what do i know them from and what is the song androgyny i think i want to say was a track that i noticed as like maybe an eighth grader who was interested in that as a concept. Sure. I think when it was like, here is a music video presented to you on MTV, because that used to happen. Yeah. Its name is this word Mm -hmm. that's interesting to you. Yeah. I couldn't hum it to you now, but I'll just say a little more about how TikTok, a TikTok person was talking about how this band's influence on the punk scene, a TikTok person who is my age was talking about this band's influence on the punk scene for us mid-millennials. Mm-hmm. and how the it's like kind of very female driven and how that was like really inspiring so i don't know it's like maybe there's some overlap with slater kinney as far as like i think so yeah except i think they're instead of being an all female band i think there's a female vocalist and then the rest of them are not 
Oh, I guess I thought it was more of an even split, but my bad. I, I don't again, know. I could I be wrong. Know. I don't, don't know. It's garbage. We don't know. We don't know. I think they. I think they have, which is weird to say, because Slater Kenny was very abrasive at times. But I think they're gonna have like a harder sound. Yeah, like a more hard, like a more hard rock metal. Yes, vibe. like a more instruments taking place. Yes, I think so. <laughs> and just like just more noise, of it. more noise. Yeah, more noises. Yeah, <laughs> more of it. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I just, it's, I think that the combination of being told that it's important and dredging it up from my memory of being in eighth grade and being like, yes, that is something that is for people a little bit cooler than me. And like, maybe I'll make an attempt, but like, mm-hmm. I didn't really latch on to yeah. it at the time. Like, I actually think I owned one of their CDs, Hmm. but I did not listen to it. But I kept it in the folder Yeah. in case anyone flipped through. Mm. So it fits the bill in that way of, like, deceptions I've been living in. I'm so sorry to anyone from the East Bay Science and Arts Middle School who may have seen that and thought that I was cooler than I was. But I I don't think anyone thought I was cooler than I was. Yeah, it's fine. It was middle I've, school. I don't think I've ever fooled anyone. I don't, I don't know. You have cool hair. Yeah, I do. Yeah, maybe I'm fooling people now. Sure. <laughs> sure. I didn't know you at 14. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, I was pretty cool. Yeah. Certainly cooler than me. I know, having yeah. never met the teenage versions of ourselves, I could say that for oh, sure. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I was definitely cooler than you. Well, I mean, you're cooler than me now, so it stands to reason you were cooler than me then. I think I think the, the gap was probably wider then. Although, oh, I don't know. Hundo P. I don't know, because I was also weird. No, I didn't. Uh, but I was weird in a way that I think most people kind of respected. I wasn't cool like the cool kid. Like, oh, that is the cool. Like, I wasn't like the cool kids. Mm-hmm. But I think I was just like a cool person that the cool kids were like, that one's okay with us. Yeah, I have no chill now and I had less chill then. Everything you you say about yourself makes you sound like a a chill-less. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just kind of a tough audience. Yeah, when I was 13, I was okay. By the time I was 15, I was a little asshole. Okay, so <laughs> okay. with that, yeah, we now, will... Now that we explained all that... We will um, jump to the future. Yeah, we're going to go... We're, we're going to go, go do it. Yeah, we're going to go do it. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hi, welcome to the future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot how this podcast works. Mm-hmm. It's been It's been longer for us than usual this time i know it's been the same amount of nothing for you guys but Mm -hmm. for us it was a longer nothing while while we listened to garbage and watched jennifer's body it was like three and a half weeks because we for various reasons yeah including that we both went out of town for a week or two yeah another significant thing that happened is that i listened to us I listened to several episodes of this podcast uh-huh. since since we recorded the first half of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I am so sorry that I don't finish most of my sentences. I wish I could tell you that that's going to change, but it's probably not. I just wanted to acknowledge it. 
well, since we're apologizing to the to the listeners, I laugh like a donkey. I know that, <laughs> and I do it straight down the microphone. Sure. So, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. not sorry. Yeah, I don't. I guess we all notice our own I, because I I really didn't notice that. I think whenever you laughed, I was like, oh, I made Anthony laugh. But whenever I I st- like I just did it just then I start a, a thought and then I think of a better thought and I just start that thought without finishing the thought that I was why keep why end that one when I could just the, the endings implied let's yeah. just always always be starting ABS always yes be start- always uh, yeah abs always always be starting a newer better thought mm-hmm. I'll try I'll try but it's okay I don't know. if it doesn't happen yeah no I'm not sorry I <laughs> Yeah. We don't we don't apologize. No, we do not. I'm I'm not sorry, but I but I did notice it. Yeah. I think it's part of your charm. Great. Yeah. I I'm sure that it is. <laughs> it's definitely part of my persona. Yes. <laughs> it's definitely something you notice about mm-hmm. me. Yeah, and I think it's also a way that we communicate with each other because I think we are both people with ADHD and I feel like cutting all of that out wouldn't be emotionally honest. Right. And if yes. people ever saw us live, they'd be like, who are these people right. if we tried to make it all crisp? Yeah, no, I just like really noticed it in the Flava Flav episode. But, you know, it's exciting. Yeah, it is. It's like, where's this going to go? Yeah. It's like being on a roller coaster. Yeah. It's like being in Memento. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I laugh, but I've never seen that movie. Oh, right. Yeah, it's it's in the imaginary envelope that is the envelope that we start when we start doing things that one of us knows. Exactly, along with all of us. the other of us um, does not know, yeah. Okay, so what are the things that we're actually talking about? <laughs> Jennifer's are, body. Jennifer's body and garbage. Okay, what, what do you want to do? I think maybe we should start with garbage. Okay, let's start with garbage. Because I feel like I've had a pretty concise idea. Well, not concise. I'm never concise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a, a pretty nice... I No, it is not. I have a, a clear... That's yes. the word I'm looking for. A clear idea of what I think about garbage. Uh, okay, so why don't you say that on the imaginary fourth... Okay, sure. Count. Sure. Okay. One, two, three. I had fun. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, no, yeah, no, no notes. So I, what I was thinking from like the beginning of when we started listening to Garbage was I was like, oh, if you like Slater Kinney, I present to you Garbage. Yeah, but it's not like that, though. It's To me, it's a lot closer to like whole. Which I don't really know whole, so I don't really have a great comparison um, there. It's okay. Here's what I felt listening to Garbage. We chose garbage because Madeline Pendleton told me that I was supposed to take garbage seriously. Mm-hmm. And I immediately, so I listened to their second album version 2.0, which is what Madeline Pendleton told me to do, which is their album from like 96, 97. And it sounded so Y2K. It does. To yeah. me, in a way that I did, and it took me a minute to like take it seriously, kind of, mm-hmm. and not be like almost annoyed by like some of the sounds sound like profiles like the songwriting is good but the sound the sonic world of it was like a little bit annoying to me at first but i was like i know my ears if i just persevere well Mm -hmm. this is all gonna come out in the wash and i was right about that like three four listens to that album and i was like we're jamming but i was just like 
This reinforces to me that like music is all the same amount silly. Like it was just awakening some some of my personal shit of like, why is this real music? Mm-hmm. And other 90s garbage <laughs> <laughs> is like 90s garbage. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think there are a lot of people that think that like some bands are like serious rock bands and they're making like real contributions and they're like changing the the sounds and this the changing music and it's like everything is changing music. Everything is music. So am I, think, I saying anything right I now? I think I see what you're saying. <laughs> when when you say silly versus serious, now you're not making a judgment on quality because that's what at first what I thought you were saying. I'm making a judgment on everyone else's judgment on quality. It's a judgment of perception of quality. Yes. Okay, this is an example that I that I use a lot. I used to teach after-school musicals to children. And during warm-ups, we would play all different kinds of music for like five minutes just to be like, isn't this fun? Like exposure, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was Lady Gaga's birthday. And so I played Lady Gaga. And a couple of boys, like sixth grade boys, got really up in arms about like, this is trash. Like who would even, who would even listen to this? Like, I I don't know who would fill their ears with this. And I was like, well, what do you guys listen to? And they were like 21 pilots (laughs) or like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like pop punk. And it's like, this is not fair. Like they're children. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, you're not going to fight a child. Yeah. 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 I just feel like there is, there is this imaginary line in everyone's head that has to do with gender, but not really right now because we're talking about garbage, between silly and serious. Like, all the music is silly. All the music is silly. Listen to it. It's all silly. Like, what what qualities in music have you identified that you think are silly when you listen to something and you're like, this is, this is dumb? Listen to something that you think is serious. I guarantee you it is those things too. And I just was really like having that moment with garbage in a nice way as someone who listens to primarily music that people consider silly. I was having that moment in a nice way with garbage. I was like, oh, this is silly. Like it reflects well on garbage that I'm like, this is silly. But I also was having a little moment of like rage at the world that we have to have these discussions. You're asking who decides what becomes serious and what becomes silly. Yes. I I think it's like tacitly understood about most musical acts, whether they are, whether people think about it or not, whether they are silly or serious. Silly as in frivolous. Yes. Right. It's the Nickelback effect. Like when did we all decide that Nickelback sucks? Yes. We, yes. Some people like them, some people don't. But we all know that they're ridiculous, ridiculous nonsense. Right. And that in itself is a problematic conceit mm-hmm. because Nickelback has contributed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have they have changed the form. Yeah, they have had some popular songs. That's a whole other discussion. How do we measure what is what is a serious band? Let's just assume as musical acts come to them, everyone is labeling them something to take seriously or something to not take seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, I know high school me was like, I do not need to take Kelly Clarkson seriously because she came from a television show. Right. And that was a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
So I think that most people would say that Garbage is a serious band, mm-hmm. right? That it, that is like a like a real rock band that it was like part of a scene in the yeah. '90s that like did real stuff and like has nothing to do with like the dumb other dumb '90s bands. But to me, listening to it now, it sounds incredibly similar. And so mm-hmm. I just felt some frustration. I very much enjoyed it, but I felt some frustration that we live in this world where we feel like we have to divide ourselves this way. Yeah. I mean, when I played it for Ari, she was like, oh, this feels like a time capsule. Yeah. Back to the 90s, as opposed to when I played her Slater Kinney and she went, this is noise. Yes. And they are from the same year. Yes. And I think that's what I'm saying is they're not, they actually, at least version 2.0, and I did listen to the two surrounding albums, but not nearly as much. Version 2.0 was like very much in the pocket to me of like Xenon, like felt like it could have been in like the Xenon soundtrack. It was very uh-huh. like the bronze to me. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's what I kept thinking. Yes. I was like, this is the soundtrack at the bronze. Yes. Could have been at the bronze. The which, club from Buffy the Vampire Slayer for anyone who doesn't know, though. Uh, who, who, if you do, then who are you? I feel like the Venn diagram <laughs> between people who like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and people who listen to this podcast is a circle. Yeah. So. Although, just to really embarrass. Anthony, (laughs) the fact that you are a Buffy fan that has not seen the fifth through seventh seasons is like shocking. Okay, so in my defense, I have seen half of the fifth season, which is worse because I got to when Buffy's mom died, spoilers, and stopped. That's outrageous. But I do think that that could be a fun episode of this. If mm-hmm. you ever wanted to. Oh, yeah. I would love to finish it. Finish out Buffy Any, and anytime. then just talk about like this, the second half of Buffy. Because I feel like the second half of many Sondheim musicals, it's like that's really where the heart of it happens. That's where it does like a lot of its best. That's um, where he's putting it together? Yeah. Anyway. Garbage. Um, <laughs> but yeah, garbage anyway, did feel uh, like stepping uh, back in time a little bit. Yes, it did. In Not a nice in a way, way that I in hated, a, it, yeah. Like in a more familiar way to me than Slater Kinney. Slater Kinney felt like stepping into somebody else's scene. Yes. That I was like really happy to be exposed to. Like I was like, oh, I wish... Like, I would love to go back and be this cool person. Like, I felt like you have to already, like, be in your 20s to be enjoying Slater Kinney in the 90s. But, Uh like, garbage, I was like, oh, no, I could have been 11-year-old me. And, like, listening to this could have been me. It almost was. And I think that's because it is more produced. Like, it it definitely has, like, a more polished... And that's not to say better. It's just, like, they have done a lot more work in post clearly to like really shape it in a way that Slater Kenny intentionally did not do. But Um, I I do feel like there is a little bit of like metatextual conversation between them. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like the sort of female rage stuff. Yeah. But I was thinking about it on my walk today and I was like, Slater Kenny has some songs where they really talk about like anti-establishment stuff anti-establishment stuff and like their vibe is very like how dare you put this upon me Mm. and garbage is like you already have and now vengeance will be mine sure yeah 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 you know garbage is a little scary yeah garbage is like you've already fucked me up now you reap the whirlwind yeah and slater kinney is like you're fucking me up right now yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's an interesting story being told there. You know, I think if you are interested in going back and listening to like a really solid, talented 90s band and like you either are too young to remember what the late 90s were like or you just really want to go back in time and be nostalgic, Garbage is a great place to go. Yeah. I was in Seattle for Thanksgiving last week and my niece is 15 and she's really into 90s fashion and I asked her, is 90s music in right now too? And she was like, like, yes, it is in a big way. And I said, have you heard of garbage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also recommended Slater Kinney because she's 15 and bisexual. But garbage, I was like, garbage is what's gonna like really, I know this is a guaranteed listen. Yeah, but I, I just feel like garbage is a more of like a teenager's game. I don't know why yeah. I feel that way. I, I think maybe because it is so aggressive. Yeah. You know, there's... It's not a lot of like interior feeling to it. Yeah. It's a lot of anger, like you said before, yeah. in a way that's really fun. Yeah. Like it's really, it, it never felt like, maybe that's oh, why, no. maybe that's why it managed to stay. Before, when you said something about it being so like so much more produced than Slater Kinney, I was like, well, yeah. So that's what. So that's why I'm shocked that it's still like so much cooler and more serious than other like poppier music of the time but maybe that's why is because it has because it stays edgy mm -hmm. because it's angrier yeah and it also the song from their first album i'm only happy when it rains mm. was meant to be sort of like a wink and a nod like yes 90s rock music is very angsty yeah and we know that yeah i really like that song it's really fun i would say if you're gonna start with garbage i actually wouldn't start with version 2.0 because i don't really like they're fine but i don't really enjoy the first two tracks of version 2.0 but i think their first album which is just called garbage their first three songs are all great. It's I feel like any of the first three are super solid, like 90s albums. Yeah. I didn't listen to every single album that they recorded, but I knew when I looked at their work, I was like, I'm definitely going to listen to the thing they made in 2012 because I love all music that comes from 2012. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sure enough, I did. So if you want to just like hop in there, if you also love all music that comes from 2012, <laughs> mm -hmm. like just what a great time. What a great time. Like, Obama was going to be the president forever. Kesha was just going to keep making albums forever. Like, Katy Perry had just tied Michael Jackson for most number one hits yes, on one album. Yes, yes, Like, w Yellow Diamonds in the Light. Like, we, it was a beautiful time. And Garbage was there, and they made an album, and, and it was instantly... I, I had to, like, adjust my ears to their 90s albums a little bit, and I, I succeeded. But I, their 2012 album, it was like, like I, I would pop that on at any moment like that that requires no it's funny it, adjustment that, to me that one maybe i just wasn't in the right headspace for it but that one didn't make as much of an impression on me as it did on you but i oh. I, I don't know why I, but i didn't dislike it it just like it, i was like oh okay that was good I'll go back. And, I'll go back and I'll listen to it again because I am curious. I feel weird because like the point of garbage, but I don't know who says the point. The point of them is that the longevity, like good for them for staying together and continuing to make relevant music. Like you mm -hmm. come in when you want to come in. Like they did some cool work in the '90s, but they're doing. They had an album that came out this year, so you hop in when you want to hop in. I had a little more trouble connecting to that album, but I think if I tried harder, I would get into it. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for somebody that has continued to grow 
<laughs> together, that has stayed together as a band and done the work and stayed angry and relevant. And like Slater Kenny, they're doing the, the commentary, but not in a, in a kind of a personalized way. Mm-hmm. Just hop on, hop on garbage wherever you, wherever, whatever stop feels like your stop. Yeah, they're very accessible. So uh, let's ask, what class is this for? Yeah, honestly, I went into this feeling like I was going to say do you need garbage no i was going to say garbage is extra credit mm-hmm. for if you want to suck up to the professor of the like angry women in music like if you listened to all the like hole and alanis morissette and slater kinney like if you did all of that mm-hmm. and you just like really wanted to have a reason to stay after class and talk to the professor about something else. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Garbage. But this conversation <laughs> has made me feel like maybe there's a little more, or it's Bjork. Like That's a I, reference I don't get. I feel like maybe get to Bjork first. There's just a lot, like I did enjoy it, but there was nothing about it that I was like, oh, I was missing this and I should have done this before a lot of other things. Yes. Like, oh, this was a big hole. This was a, a, a hole. This was a big, yeah. like, this was a big, like, missing piece. Like, it, it did feel, like, I feel like I came to it in the in the right order. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> and I've listened to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can listen to a lot of music before you get to garbage, I guess. And what that means is that you, don't, you, don't, you do not need it. Yeah. But this conversation has made me feel like it is kind of a comfy bridge between, like, if you're more in the, like, mainstream pocket of, like, 90s, like, where Alanis is and, like, Fiona Apple mm-hmm. and, like, Smash Mouth and, like, um, <laughs> like, there are some, no, I know, but, like, there are some Smash Mouth sound sounds. Yes. In the same way that there's, like, Chumbawamba-esque sounds. Yes, Chumbawamba. Mm-hmm. Or like, like steal my sunshine. It takes a whiskey drink. Like the just like oh, like there's like a mashup. Like if you just like took all of the like weirdest songs from 1997, mm-hmm. you can hear those flavor profiles. Yeah. In garbage more than you can. They're less outside, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And yet somehow they've managed to be a biggest air quotes in the world serious musical act, and that is in itself some sort of feat. And if Mm -hmm. that's interesting to you, then that's the class they're for. (laughs) Yeah. Since you had pitched in the last episode a class about mythologizing Americana, I want to pitch a class that I am calling the Violent Femmes. Okay, yeah. Which is all about the inherent violence of femininity in the modern world. This will not be something that I will be primarily teaching, Uh but it is something that has been explored. I'll teach that. It is something that has been explored a lot in what we've already... Buffy can also be in that. Yeah, absolutely. Like just in the stuff we've done, we've got Slater Kenny, we've got Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. I think it's I think it's something that we're both interested in. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it's also garbage, I think. Yeah. That is what I would say. And then second question. I think just to warn the, the listeners, it sounds like Anthony is going to make some attempt at keeping track of the classes that we name. And I'm just going to warn you that I, I am not. I'm going to make up a new class every time he asks me what class something's for. Which is fine. Because <laughs> as I said to Sydney this afternoon off mic, I have a whiteboard in this garage and I want to use it. Yeah, it's we're both we're both just using our brains in the way that we like how, how they how they work it's gonna be a fun time for both of us yeah 
So the second question it's is... It's fun for me that Anthony is adding to classes that I made up that I don't even remember. <laughs> I like to keep track of things. Yeah. Well, that's not true. I'm looking at a pile of my mail that's six inches high. I like to keep track of some things. Yeah. So the second question is, do you need to do this reading? And I feel like you kind of answered it already where you're saying... No. You don't need to. You don't need to. But you're going to have fun if you do. Yeah. You know, under under the old this system. Is the, the professor of this class is someone that I would absolutely want to have sex with. Mm-hmm. And even if that was something that was never going to come true, just having a little extra ammo. Like, I, I am the kind of person that would put hours of my week into five extra minutes of imagining that that might be possible. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, do with that what you will. <laughs> right. And if you if you are listening to, and this might be rehashing what you said a couple minutes ago, if you are listening to Slater Kinney on our recommendation and thinking, this is fun, but I would like something that sounds a little bit more classically 90s, I give you garbage. Yeah. If you are listening to more like mainstream 90s dad rock and you're like, ugh, can I get something with a little more imagination? I give you garbage. Yeah. It is a good stepping stone. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah, and I don't think I'm going to... If you're like, 2012 is the best year of recorded music, but I wish there were... I wish it wasn't only super polished, like, pop princesses. Like, where... Like, wait, were there rock bands also doing 2012? Yes, there was garbage. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Slater Kinney's comeback album was also 2012. Okay. Yeah, so I think... Garbage, solidly fun. Because everything was possible that year. <laughs> we we were so young. <laughs> it's true. We were. Remember? I do. Remember when, remember when, remember? <laughs> I do. I remember the 2012 election and people being like, is Obama going to lose? And I was like, there's no universe in which that could happen. And it didn't. And I was like, great, we're fine. No, yeah, yeah. Like, who did he even run against? Mitt Romney. Yes. Remember when Mitt Romney was the concern? Remember yes, when I Mitt Romney was the con- the biggest concern? And it was like, he's Mormon and he put his dog on the car roof. Mm-hmm. And like, oh no, what if the president is a person who wears those goofy Mormon underwear? Like, that was the concern. Right, that was the that was That was the worry. That was the worry. Yeah, what if it's a guy whose real name is Willard? And Rihanna was still making an album every year. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <sighs> so anyway, if you want to revisit any of that, garbage <laughs> is for you. So should we take a quick break and then do Jennifer's Body? Sure. Great. We're back. Oh. Okay. Okay. Jennifer's body. Okay. On Gosh, Imaginary 4. I have no idea what I'm going to say on Imaginary 4. Okay. One, two, three. Um, okay. Uh, that was a film. Yes. That I watched. Yes. I think both of us, we looked at each other after it was done and we watched it last night. So this is pretty fresh for mm-hmm. us. We looked at each other and I said, well... I wasn't bored. Yep. And you agreed you were also not bored. Yes, we agreed. I mean, we agreed we didn't want, we wanted to save it for the pod and not say too much. Yes. We agreed that we were not bored. I wish that it had a clearer sense of self. Yes, I agree. And I thought that it was going to, I guess I felt like what had gone wrong for it Mm -hmm. 
was that we had all misunderstood it and not that it was a garbled mess. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. I thought it was like, here's this hidden masterpiece that none of you doof yes, doofs yes. ever paid attention to. Yes, yes. It was in, it was made in the wrong time and mm-hmm. advertised incorrectly. This And, and uh, all that and can I will, be true. I will reiterate that we recorded, I have no memory of what we said in the before times about what we were expecting from it. But I do think we said something about how it, how it was advertised all wrong. Or it something. was advertised to teenage boys, um, which I think was a mistake watching it. Yes, like absolutely. But I, I guess I thought when I, once I heard that story that like that was the main problem. But I think maybe that happened because they didn't know what to do with it because it, is a, a, a mess of a film. Yeah. But I also think it might be a mess of a film because homophobia? Yeah. So general conceit of the movie, just to ground our listeners. So Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried play high school best friends. Amanda Seyfried has a very nice boyfriend who's on the marching band, because of course he is. Amanda Seyfried plays kind of a nerd, very much not like her Mean Girls character. And then... Distractingly to me, the actor who plays her boyfriend is extremely believably 17, and Amanda Seyfried is very 25. Yes, this is true. And then Megan Fox gets sacrificed in a satanic ritual, but because (laughs) she lied about being a virgin, her body gets possessed by a demon and then she has to eat people to survive so she decides to just chow down on some teenage boys yeah and amanda seyfried has to and stop it, her it feels like it's almost so many times it is almost a really fun allegory yes and none of the times is it actually that it's like oh is it gonna be is, is it gonna be a reversal of this thing that always happens is it gonna i don't know (sighs) okay so uh, while we were trying to figure out what it is i (laughs) i i'm thinking back to the conversation we just had on how do you decide if something is serious or silly and i feel like this movie is silly yeah like this movie is very silly and i think it almost knows that it is like there are times when it does yeah and there are times when it really doesn't yeah I think... Um, or when it does too much. Okay, if I think about other Diablo Cody stuff, I think Diablo Cody is good at wielding silliness in service of, a, like, a point. Yeah. Like, it'll be like, how silly is this? Look at all this silliness. Surprise, the prison system is corrupt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I like that. Yeah, I do too. I think that's a good way to be. And I and I, I think you can... I think this... I don't know. I think this could have been that... It, when was this compared to Juno? Like two years later. Two years later. It's Diablo Cody's, I think, second movie. I'm wondering if she wrote it first. Oh, maybe. I don't know. And then Juno got made, and then it was like, what else do you have? And then, I don't know. It's just like, it just like feels all over the place. And it's like, the idea, okay, is it feminism because she's eating boys? And there's this like gay thing happening between Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried that's like, it feels like it wants to be like scandalous in and of itself and watching it now, it's just not. Yeah. Ari, I think, said it really well last night because she sat and watched the whole thing with us and she was like, I just wanted it to have another draft. It just didn't feel done. Yeah. Like there was like, why does Jennifer all of a sudden want to kill Chip? 
Like, why? Well, yeah, okay, so that's, like, one of the things that's happening is that, like, ooh, this is almost a really interesting allegory, is Jennifer starts choosing the boys that she attacks based on needy. needy. Which also, the main character's name is Needy. Yeah, which also, like, I... Why? Was she? Like, I didn't find I didn't her to find be, her especially, like, so, I don't know. I guess there's supposed to be symbolism in that. Jennifer starts choosing victims based on needy's needy's closeness to them yeah are we talking about like female jealousy the forms that female jealousy takes like is it because it's pretty clear that needy is has some strong gay feelings for jennifer is jennifer choosing to eat these boys because she reciprocates these feelings right or just because she is it another form of jealousy does she just like want to take from needy is she secretly threatened by needy like there's any number of interesting answers but it isn't any of them it could be any you know what i mean it's just like it's just it's just like a lot of muddy shit yeah like at the end where amanda seyfried is like you know what You were never a good friend. Right. And it's like, wait, that is fun to say, but is it actually a more interesting story? Yeah. Like for her, for there to be this turn where she's like, because this whole time we've been spun this yarn that they were like, they were besties. And now in high school, they're a little mismatched, but they're still, they like cling to this best friendship that they've had since they were little, even though the outside world is like, but Megan Fox is so hot and Amanda Seyfried is so frumpy, which is also just like a ridiculous (laughs) proposition. This Um, is still like the tail end of that era where they were like, well, what if we take this incredibly beautiful woman (laughs) and just give her glasses and a bad perm? Yeah. (laughs) I will say I found the makeup to be really successful. I don't know Mm -hmm. how they did it, but I felt like they were using the actor's real skin or making it look like real skin. Yeah. In a way, I felt like, I felt like there was like intimacy with their pores. Yeah. In a way that is very rare in a feature film. Yeah. So good for that person, whoever that design person was. But the best friends thing. So this that's the whole movie. And then at the end, once she's this demon and Amanda Seyfried is the only person that can stop her, she's like, actually, you were always kind of selfish. And it's like, wait, what? Okay, so that is a twist. But is it actually a good twist? Yeah. Or is it just something to say? Like, that was another thing that felt very muddy to me. It's like, the thing about her, like, how she comes to be possessed in the first place, like, this, which is amusing to me, this, like, pop punk band led by Adam Brody kidnaps her in a in a van that Amanda Seyfried's character describes as an 89 rapist. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. I, I believe the technical term is an econoline van. <laughs> yeah. They take her out to the, the devil's kettle and stab her a bunch, like read a, a, a ritual they printed off, off the, the internet. internet and stab her a bunch and that's how she becomes a demon. Because if you sacrifice a non-virgin to Satan... Yeah, the mythology the- is a little... But honestly, I I feel that I would have forgiven that if, if it met, moved towards a point that felt like it had a, a point. Right. And I mean, I think that to your point of this is almost something. Yeah. Is like the idea that we live in a society in which it is harmful to be honest about your sexual history. Mm. And so people lie about it. But that's actually more harmful in this situation. And if we just lived in a world where Megan Fox could be honest about the fact that she was fucking Chris Pratt, yeah. none of this would have happened. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's interesting. 
if she had just owned her power a little bit more, she would have been safe or like... Yeah, like, who was she before she was a demon? Like, was she slutty or not? Right. Like, I really couldn't, and I, as I use that word, you know, reclaiming, like, like, it's, it was not clear to me if she was someone who chose to fuck around or not. Yeah. Like, it's clear because she talks about not being a virgin, but, like, in the blurb for the movie, it says, like, she becomes possessed and start, starts being interested in boys that never would have, like, turned her head before. And it's like, that just isn't clear to me. Like, that story is not clear to me. Like, is she someone who, I, like, I just didn't have a clear picture of, like, like how she played, like, what being a popular sexy girl meant to her before she was a demon. Yeah, they didn't give her a lot of time to do it. She was just, like, kind of catty. Yeah, like, was she already, like, kind of a demon? Or, like, it was a little clearer what was going on with Needy, but it was really just, like, she's kind of has a hard-on for Jennifer. That was kind of her, like, main thing. But she also, like, really genuinely likes her, her boyfriend. It's a very bisexual movie. Yeah, yeah, um, very bisexual. <laughs> yeah, and you know who I think does the best job in this movie is Megan Fox. Sure. Out of I all mean, the actors. I mean, Amanda Seyfried does a great job, but, like, Megan Fox really exceeded my expectations. Sure. I feel like of all of the people, she was in on the joke the most. I think both leading ladies did a great job, and... The fact that this credit was ever used as a reason to call either of them silly, mm-hmm. <laughs> the the word of the day. Yeah. But I feel like it was. I feel oh, like yeah. it was Especially like- Especially Megan Fox. Yes. I feel like it was like, they are not serious performers because they do dumb films like this. They both crush. Yeah in this movie that is mostly nonsense. Yes, and I think what's shocking to me is I remember the narrative around this movie being like, oh, Megan Fox is what we thought she always was. She's all flash, no substance. Her best moments in this movie are when she is doing full-on movie monster. Yeah. Like when Amanda Seyfried is sleeping with her boyfriend for the first time, and Megan Fox is like crouched in the corner, and she's got that bloody smile. Yeah. that's so good. You, That is hard yeah. to pull off. Like, that's genuinely unnerving. Yeah. Or when she shows up at Amanda Seyfried's house the first time. Yeah. And, like, has her up against the wall. And it's both steamy and scary. Yeah. And it's just like, you yeah. can't teach that. Like, I, she's yeah. good. Yeah. I think the world has come around to the fact that we, that we were all pretty unfair to Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. Yeah. She also has not been shy in the last few years of being like, hey, society, you were all incredibly unfair to me. And it is kind of Michael Bay's fault. Yeah. I mean, it's like we, for some reason, cannot accept a person being hot and talented. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why? People are hot, guys. Like, I went to theater school. People are hot. You have to also be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like most people who get movie deals don't get them just because they're very beautiful. They I get them I, because I, they're very beautiful and very good. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's pretty hard to do it without being very beautiful. But I think there's more very beautiful people laying around like the, the acting programs of America. Yeah. Than, than people realize. There's, there's a lot more to choose from mm-hmm. than people realize. 
And usually if, if it happens, it, it means you were also pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I think people mostly know that now, but it, it I'm not sure that was widely understood for like most of my developing years of watching movies. It was like, oh, all you need to be a leading lady is like a good pair of tits and you can buy those at the mall. It's like, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. Yeah, I don't think so either. (laughs) Also, who goes to the mall anymore? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I was thinking structurally when we watched the movie? I wish that had not been the post-credits scene, even though I was glad that it was there. Jennifer didn't really seem to have a driving motivation once she was a demon, other than upsetting Needy which wasn't fully explored. And right. so if they wanted to give her something else, I thought she was going to be targeting the band members. And wouldn't that have been so much more fun? Well, so I liked the story, though, that Needy, even though she was like, oh, my best friend has turned evil and maybe always was kind of evil and I had to vanquish her and then like go to prison for it. Mm-hmm. It's still like hoes before bros. Do you know what I mean? Like, even after all of that, like, I'm still going to fucking fuck up the people that stabbed her. Yeah, because... they're definitely worse. Yes. And spoiler, she becomes a demon superhero at the end. She's not a full demon. She just has demon powers. Yeah, it felt like really a setup for a fun sequel. Yeah, that never happened. Yeah. They basically just decided they were doing werewolf rules at the end. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's like, I can handle loose mythology, if you give me tight storytelling. Yes. But it I Can't had be I had neither. <laughs> yes. All that being said, there are it is still like I did enjoy myself. I didn't feel like it was an hour and 45 wasted. Like every time I was like, "Okay, guys, like this is just like too muddy. Something would happen like when Amanda Seyfried would say, "Oh, I went to the occult section of our school library." And her boyfriend goes, "We have an occult section of our school library." And she goes, "Yeah, it's really small <laughs> and like, yeah they they know yeah, i feel yeah, like yeah. that's the moments where they're like okay they know diablo cody is funny i think sometimes sometimes i think she's funny sometimes i think she is like hey look at me aren't i funny that's yeah. where i think she like shoots herself in the foot but there's a time when like gay me would have just really loved the gay the gay parts of the like and it is, that is a very steamy scene. It's very steamy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. If, you, if, if you're if you in a place in your life where you want to see two really hot ladies make out, it, there it is. Yeah. And then in another scene, one of those hot ladies holds a flame up to her tongue. And that is also pretty cool. Yeah. They're both pretty exploited the whole movie, but in like kind of a female gazy kind of way. Yeah. Like if you're looking to to look at some some female some females. Yeah. <laughs> but in a female gazy kind of way, if you want to feel like less gross about it, mm-hmm. like this could be a film for you. Yeah, and I remember some person saying because I don't feel gross about it no. actually at all. No. And I remember someone saying that the the men in this movie are like more realistic versions of what high school girls are actually attracted to. Sure. You know, like band kid, emo kid with a lip ring, jock who's not like clearly a 27-year-old gym rat. He's like just big. Yeah. (laughs) Like all very believable stereotypes. I mean, Chris Pratt is there, but it's before he... 
got shredded. Yeah, I like the the business with the like dumb song that like takes off. Yes, that felt. That was stuck in my head for a good couple hours. Yeah, I was like, wait, I like this song and I hate that I like it. Yeah, I want to get to our questions, but before I do, just there is one world building point. I know we said the world building is a mess in this movie, but did they cast a spell to make the fire? Part of the inciting incident is that the bar that this band is playing burns down. I felt like I was not sure if they were trying to tell the story that Megan Fox had magical properties before she was turned. I assumed that she was hypnotized. Oh my God, yes. Because it felt like her being into the band set the fire. Like her like mm. inner fire. That's what I felt like the visual storytelling was happening. Mm. Is that her, her like the fire in her loins watching the band set the fire in the club. Part of the inciting incident, how she gets kidnapped by this pop punk band is that the club they're playing burns down yeah for the just for the listeners and it feels like that fire starts because of her mind a little bit just that that's never said it's just like that's just what i felt watching it and then when amanda seyfried and megan fox are fleeing the fire megan fox is like in like a weird trance like yes altered state that is never again discussed and this is before she is a demon like before she has been changed over and then amanda seyfried gets her out of the fire in this like a moment that should have been another sort of like heightened sapphic thing for us Mm -hmm. but it's not or i didn't really find it to be because megan fox is in this like weird trance yeah. And then partly because of the weird trance, that's like part of how Adam Brody gets her into the 89 rapist van. Yeah. And that also like that, it was not clear to me about her character. Like, is she the kind of person who would have gotten in that van voluntarily? Like just because she was into the band? Like, yeah. did she want to have sex with all four members of the band? Like, would she have just gotten in the van anyway? Right. Was she like fully in a trance? Had she been drugged? Like, was there something like... Or was there something magical taking place? Or was she a magical person somehow? Like, Right. I thought it was from the band because Adam Brody seems to not be surprised that the club is burning down. Yeah. By the time they get out, he's already outside with a drink in his hand. And he's like, you know what we should do? You should come to my van. Yeah. Like, he's just so blasé about it. I was like, it has to have been him, but it is never explored. Yeah. And then when they... And he does give her a drink, like, as the thing is burning. But that is the first time he gives her a drink. Right, and he also drinks from it. Yeah. And then later, he does a ritual that he pulled off the internet, even though he's got multiple books of witchcraft in his van. And so I'm like, is he supposed to be an idiot? Or is he supposed yeah, to be a magical practitioner? Yeah, is he an actual wizard? Yeah. Or, and also, is there some sort of, like, clashing of, like, what I thought was happening is that he is some sort of magical thing, and oopsie-daisy, he just happened to pick... Megan Fox, who is also some sort of magical mm. thing. And that's why it all went wrong. But none of that is ever. We're just telling you all of the things that it doesn't turn out to be. <laughs> this any, is true. It, it, we're just telling you a lot more mess that goes on in the movie. Yeah. So what class is this for? I feel like it's for violent femmes. I feel like it's for queer iconography, something, something like queer coded villains blah 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 (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like an exploration of that genre of movies that existed in the 90s and early 2000s Um, where it's like, this is a super gay movie where no one is gay. Or like, here's some gay stuff that happens, but everyone's going to be punished for it. Mm, mm -hmm. Like, like, there's no more Hollywood code, but there, but there is. Right. Like, the Hollywood code is dead, but still all the gays have to die. But mm-hmm. they, but honestly, Needy is the gayest, and she does not die. That's true. So maybe not. I don't. I okay, 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 okay. It's like queer supernatural, queer representation in supernatural something something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, queer representation in supernatural something something. Sure. And second question: Do you need to do the reading? Yeah. You, th- you think they need to watch Jennifer's body and don't need to listen to garbage. <laughs> For the classes that they're in. Okay. <laughs> Do you need to watch Jennifer's body? Okay, garbage is undoubtedly better art. Yes. Than Jennifer's body. Yes. However, mm-hmm. in the class that I'm designing, mm-hmm. that is queer representation and supernatural something something no maybe not maybe it's maybe you just like maybe maybe you just maybe you just listen to this yeah i think if you're into any of the people who are in this movie and if you want to see a like weird horror comedy from 2009 sure watch this movie i am never going to tell anyone that they need to see this in the same i feel the same no no one should no one should be embarrassed that they haven't seen Jennifer's body. Yes, I feel. I feel. No s- one should. No one should ever be like, "Oh my God, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are as a as a, a scholar of queer representation and supernatural something something?" And you haven't seen Jennifer's body. That should that shouldn't happen. Right, which I think makes it optional. Reading. Yes. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because I feel similarly to this for very different reasons than how I felt about how Stella's got a groove back. Like I'm not mad that I watched it. Yeah. I'm not going to tell anyone that they need to do it. I'm also not going to tell anyone that they shouldn't. Yeah. You know, like if someone's like, oh, I'm going to watch Jennifer's Body, I'll be like, great, cool, have fun. Yeah. Tem- let me know what you think. Yeah. I would tell someone to watch Jennifer's Body before. Oh, so I got to Oh, it's more, it's more fun. Like I said, very different reasons. I yeah. think Jennifer's Body just because it's a mess. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I would rather uh, like something that's like really outside like yeah. Jennifer's body, it's it's not like anything else I've ever seen. Yeah, it is a big swing, and I really it's, appreciate it. Is, it that. is a different combination of things than I have ever seen, than I than possibly has ever been made. And I think similar to what we said about Tom Waits, where like if you're gonna be experimenting, not all of the experiments work, but it's still fun to see. I feel like Jennifer's body is a little bit of that of like, yeah, they were really doing something. They were really trying to go for something. Did it totally work? Obviously not. Yeah. But I think the doing was still worthwhile. Yeah. Because it, it did make something interesting. It's not not interesting and it's not boring. And you're right. It is original. It, it just is squishy. Yeah. So that's Jennifer's body and garbage. Okay. Uh, next week we are doing. I think oh, next week we're we're breaking into the feed with a, a very special episode. Do yes. we want to say what it is? We are gonna do Taylor Swift. Yeah. If the time is any time close to now, then it's obvious why. Mm-hmm. If it's the future, then we'll explain to you why. <laughs> yes, exactly. And until then, please rate and review us on iTunes. If we get to a thousand reviews on iTunes, we will do an episode where we listen to the Broadway cast recording of Cats 
And then we watched the 2019 movie Cats. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I cats and we'll Cats. We'll do an episode that's Cats and Cats. Yeah. That's uh, up so, to you guys. Yeah, rate and review. And until then, good night and good luck. Brr.